Hey everyone, welcome to 15 with Andy, Randy, and Jeff, episode 11. I'm Randy, and in the studio is Jeff. No Andy and nobody else, because everyone else was gone and unavailable, and it's just us, so that's who you're stuck with. But this week, we had a most amazing speaker again, yet again, in our summer series called Unfinished, Randy Hafner, who... Uh, you know, he has many titles within the Adventist health system. As I looked them up, <laughs> we just want to say that he's just, you know, he's just like king of all at Adventist health system. That'll be the one we'll go with because I couldn't figure out exactly which one was probably the most appropriate, but an amazing message. But before we begin, as usual, don't forget to go back and check out last week's podcast entitled The End of the Beginning. And that was with Daryl Toll, where we decided that... We often misinterpret the beautiful freedom of the narrows and instead embrace the struggle of the unconstrained, wide-open spaces. Wow, that's that, well said. That was a fantastic, <laughs> absolutely fantastic message. Again, the summer series really has been a blessing. So if you haven't caught any of them, if you're missing one or two, you can find all those episodes on our Spreaker page by going to hospitalchurch.org slash podcast. There are mobile apps for Apple and Android. We're also on iTunes, so go ahead and subscribe there so that you don't miss an episode. And please do, once you're there, please hit that little uh, box with the up arrow. That's the share button, and you can share it to Facebook, Twitter, all of your social media outlets. And if you have any feedback, as always, we would love to hear that um, at podcast at hospitalchurch.org via email. So this week, we are in week five of Unfinished, and the sermon title that Randy brought was Living with Focus. So first of all, I thought any message by a fellow Randy and <laughs> one that begins and includes go-karts and monster trucks as yeah, visual props go. right from the get-go, how could that not be awesome? It caught you right away, didn't it? It did catch me right away. And the first, as he started, the first thing that came to my mind was transparency. Yeah, he was uh, right away uh, pretty quick to be vulnerable in the uh, in the stories that he gave and the... Uh, <laughs> Even in his own experience of going through what he had gone through in the leadership at peak and so forth, um, that was that was one of the things that there was three things that really sparked uh, not only my interest but um, kind of caught me not by surprise but caught me by a, somewhat of a profoundness to this message. Uh, I feel like we're you and I are sitting here like we're discussing the convention speech or something like that because <laughs> of what's going on. We've been watching the Republican and the Democratic convention now, but um, it's always fun to look back at um, and and see not only because I saw this. I went and reviewed the sermon again, and um, it's fun because you're sitting there in the worship experience after the music and so forth, but then you come back and you, you watch it again. So I would encourage anybody yeah. who has been there at the worship experience and the worship center there to just go back and, and re refocus on the, uh, the archive version of, of the sermon. Cause there were some things that, that hit me that all of a sudden kind of caught me by surprise. I yeah. guess I would say that, but, um, but he was vulnerable. Yep. The second thing, and this is the thing that we as pastors try to impress upon people who come in and are guest speakers and so forth, is this uh, to know the audience, to know who you're yeah. speaking to. And um, so with the vulnerability and then the um, the attention to who his audience was and to, to kind of have this um, understanding that 
when he's speaking, he's speaking to a group of people that are not just his peers from the hospital, but they're people from different walks of life, different cultures, and so forth. And what caught me on that part was uh, when he was talking about, and we'll we'll probably speak a little bit more into this because this is his closing, uh, one of his closing points, but he really challenged his own training, which was interesting. Yeah. And I think that's the part that this audience, this congregation, this church family uh, resonates with is a little bit of challenge to the status quo, so to speak. Well, I don't think it's something that, like you said, I don't think it's something you're expecting necessarily from someone who, <clears throat> as a CEO and someone with his background and even Daryl the week yeah, prior, yeah. that two people that you might, you know, think of as more of a keynote speaker, you know, that were, you know, not that they didn't enunciate appropriately, but someone <laughs> that you would expect to, you know, speak very, very fluently, very succinctly. But then when you turn both of those around and like you said, you, you end up with two people that were extremely vulnerable. And I, I the word that he used was unvarnished this mm, past week. And good. I, I really liked that unvarnished. And I, that really resonated with me yeah. on the, on as far as being, as far as being transparent, because it's like he said, it's not easy. And yeah. once you put your, you know, he, he mentioned that he told that story in front of a group of people and he went home uneasy and like, what did I just, what did I just say? Yeah. What did I open up? And who did I just say it yeah. to? And I didn't even talk to, you know, I didn't talk to my wife about this first. I didn't, you know, and so I've kind of opened myself up, but I think like you said, the challenge, I think that opens people for the challenge. Right. If we're transparent, it opens them up for that saying, wow, if he's going to share, well, now I'm more, my focus is already pointed there. And now I'm more, I think I'm more apt to take some advice from right. someone who's willing to be transparent. Yeah, I, I thought uh, I thought that was one of the the pieces to the talk that m- probably engaged more people because of the fact that I now I see somebody who is there. Then, and I'm not saying that. I mean, there's a plenty. There's plenty of vulnerability that takes place in that pulpit, which is exciting oh, to see sure. every week. Um, well, not just the in speakers. our pulpit. Well, right? okay, I'm I'm only speaking at this point. Right, but yeah. I mean, but seriously, from our pulpit, I mean, I think yeah. there's churches where people, I mean, I grew up thinking that pastors had absolutely no sin. I mean, you know, you have a perfectly pressed suit and your tie, and I mean, how can you say those words and preach that message if you weren't just a saint? Well, you grew up in Wisconsin. Well, yeah. that's, you know, that could be part of, <laughs> that might, that could that be part be of the part of the problem. <laughs> but, that's true. We're both from Wisconsin here. Yeah, there. that's true. Yeah. No, I I do think that um, there is a, uh, and I think that's one of the things I've enjoyed working here for so long Except, is the yeah. fact that there is a sense of you know we're we can laugh at ourselves we're we're not we know we're not perfect people and we're not trying to put on airs who we are is what right. we are the realness of what takes place here I think that was embraced by by Randy in the, yeah. in the talk and so I. I truly appreciated that um he mentioned he mentioned uh the very beginning he's he he said crowds do something or when you when a crowd's watching you they do something to you yep um i thought that was that was an interesting point from the standpoint of uh living a life of focus and yet when you become the focus 
it causes you to change to change a little bit, which yep. is funny. You talk, he mentioned YouTube. You mentioned some of those things, and I thought, wow, how how interesting is that? That when we become the focus, when we when eyes are on us, um, it can it can kind of wreak havoc on our own attention towards what we thought was our focus. We should have traded notes. Oh, really? said, yeah, because I'm like, uh, his quote was, our God complex or focus on self increases when we have a crowd of witnesses. Mm-hmm. And I was going to say, conversely, I would also encourage our listeners to go back to episode eight for a look at, on the opposite side, why oh, yeah. a supportive crowd or the, you know, this... Uh, I forget what they call it exactly, but it basically a crowd of witnesses. Oh, is, Stephanie's and uh, Stephanie and Yvette, right? Yeah. Is it, it? It's so essential to our journey. So that's a fine line that we walk. We need the encouragement and the support, but all the while we still have to keep ourselves in check. So I've, I immediately oh, good point. When, yeah. I, when I'm listening to his sermon, I'm like, wow, that that's a totally two sides where you can build an entire sermon or message, appropriate message, around each of those concepts. And be completely biblical and correct in both. On both sides. But realize that this is a teeter-totter. Mm-hmm. And somehow we have to find some room in the middle to not get too far one way or the other. Well, and, and it's the same thing that he talks about with um, uh, the living life all mapped out. Right. And then flying a little bit by the seat of your pants, so to speak. <laughs> you know, and, and not saying, you know, because we know people that are on both sides of those. Yeah, of those. sure. And, uh, and so there is this... Uh, this struggle, I guess, in the Christian life to try to try to stay in that that middle of that road, so to speak, when keeping your eyes on on your father and not letting both hands off the wheel and not let, tune was, into the that message. Was that was clever. <laughs> tune into the message at hospitalchurch uh, dot org, and if you go to the archives, you can watch a uh, watch the message, and you can find out what happens when you yeah. take both hands off the wheel at the same time. <laughs> He'll let you know. That was cute. Um, um, the part, and this is part of the vulnerability or the or the the unvarnished, I guess. Part. Uh, Randy mentioned that he was, the, and I, and I'm going to be a little maybe. I wish he was here. Yeah. I wish Randy could be here because it would be fun to talk about this. Because I remember when Randy was going through that. Yeah, he was here and. And I remember some of those. Uh, I remember him sitting, like like he said, in the church uh, worship service. And and I, you know, I'm not going to say I would have pointed that out, but but that was the emotion going through his mind when he was in the middle of those those scenarios of being up for a promotion in those in that uh, specific area. And and I think that he spoke as he spoke to that. There was, there's probably people in the audience that, you know, this last Sabbath that were going through the exact same thing. Oh, maybe not in in the same exact, but but in the same circumstance, I mean, not the same job or circumstances that way, but certainly in life circumstances. Or still reeling from something that took place like that. Yeah. Sure. And, um, and so I, as I, as I listened to that, I thought, boy, it's really tough you know, you can speak this now after you've gone through it, you know, so yeah. that, and not to say that Randy's gone through everything. Like he said, he's still not through, you know, he's, he's unfinished. Oh shoot. She took the words right out of I'm mouth. sorry. I'm just taking all, <laughs> but, but when you're going through this, there is a real, real tough time to stay on that focus. I think, you know, I yeah. think too, I think we all look at that. So, 
so I was really challenged while I was listening to him thinking, okay, how are you going to land this, Randy? How are you going to pull this around? Because it is tough. That's Those are tough little tight ropes to walk. Yeah, or they one are. Tight rope to walk, yeah. Well, and part of what I thought that stuck out to me was <laughs> the phrase, God does not think he's you. <laughs> you know, and I'm just like, how often is it that, you know, well, we probably all know we're not God, but there's times when we certainly act like it. And yeah. the 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 further we get to that self applause into the crowd that we become that that becomes more and more evident. And I could when he said that, I immediately in my head heard Steve Brown was it Proverbs thirty one Ministries that does the little radio spots yes, about things. Yeah. And I could hear Steve in that deep baritone voice. God does not think he's you. Yeah. You think about that. You know, and that, <laughs> that just kind of stuck with me all week. But he said that right before that, it was spirituality must be the encompassing framework that all other aspects of our lives are driven by. Mm. And it was all when he, that really wrapped it together in a nice, because he had all four of those those pieces to this puzzle that they said you had to have your spirituality quadrants. Yeah. Yeah. You had to have it all together. And then he realized, well, I've already been doing that thinking I'm on the right road and I wasn't because spirituality is not one of them. It has to be separate and has to be the first focus. I have to do everything before it's Jesus. Then it's recreation. It's Jesus. Then family. It's Jesus. Then spirituality. It's Jesus. Then my work. And that was the part that I thought was, was such an interesting, because that was the challenge to what he'd right. already been you know, taught and so forth. And then he goes back and says, wow, that, that was wrong. That was a wrong part of, and that's why I, you know, that's why he had such a difficult time trying to stay focused and trying to keep up on some of these things. And, and having those three the family, the leisure and uh, health, and then the, uh, I think the work or the career was all part of that. So, but even still there, I was still trying to figure out, okay, so that's a, that's a pretty interesting way of looking at it, but how are you going, you know, where are we going to, what's, what's the, the ingredient that helps us to stay focused? What is it? And he brought up Jim Collins books Mm -hmm. and so forth. And uh, he brought up that scripture, Micah six eight. Yep. And I thought, oh man, I you know I never th- I've loved that. I, we've sung songs with that sure. just that scripture, and it's a great song. And but I never put it in this context uh, of being able to look at this from the standpoint of focus. And he showed you, oh man, what is good, what the Lord yep. requires of you: do justly, love mercy, and walk humbly. And when I when I almost I thought, ah man, I had this feeling of oh man, that's just. <laughs> <laughs> but all three, I mean, that verse has so much. There's yeah. a lot in those oh, yeah. in those three things. I mean, you can make a sermon for each of those. Right, three just points, walk yeah. humbly. Okay, yeah. well, where do we start? You know, with that. But yeah, when he came up with that, it was like wow. Now all of a sudden, it's all kind of it's all starting to make sense. And I think part of what you know that spirituality being the whole focus and and that encompassing thing that we're judging the rest on. I think that that's also, I think it ties in closely to us being transparent Mm -hmm. and maybe, maybe genuine is is another inauthentic. Those three can kind of go together because I think, um, while again, those aren't easy, but I think that those quite often are the biggest roadblock that we have individually and as a church, trying to – with this goal of being a church without walls, I think that's one of our biggest roadblocks is when we don't exhibit those things, 
than to whether you're a non-Christian or a maybe a previous Christian, mm-hmm. maybe unidentified now because you know that we've been hurt and they don't want to be a part of what or what they think we are. When they're listening and watching us, and to try to gauge our level of sincerity, I think unless we are looking at it like that focus and with that being on the on that spirituality, I think people are left to their own devices. Right. And they're going to go back to history and they're going to go back to their track record and what got them away from or caused them not to even engage in the first place. Oh, it puts us at such a huge disadvantage when we talk about that as a church. We, I think for some reason, and I shouldn't say for some reason, I think we all know what the reason is, but we all want to go back to planning ourselves, planning it ourselves, doing it ourselves, staying yeah. focused. And self-focus is, matter of fact, I just finished, Randy, a, a, I was at a, a workshop up in Atlanta. Um, and it was a workshop on listening, caring skills. This is, this is just counseling skills. Sure. And uh, it was interesting because the same model came up, a little different a uh, little different way, but the same model that Randy had talked about had come up with the first tier was spiritual. The second tier, I think supporting that was the emotional and then the mental. And then the last was the physical and the yeah. physical was their base. In other words, everything flows from the top down and the physical is what holds everything up. It's the physical. Yeah. And, and I, as I'm watching this, as I'm listening to this, I'm going, Hmm. This is a humanistic way of looking at how we care for each other. Yeah. That we, that, you know, and, and not to say that taking care of yourself so you can take care of others is, that's not what they were going from. They were going from the standpoint of um, your, your first and foremost is who you are physically. That's your first and foremost thought. And it's so different from what the Bible, you know, flips it all upside down. Right. God says, don't worry about people who can take care, you know, take out the body. Yeah. Worry about the one who works after goes after your soul. <laughs> so the humility and all of that to say, I am going to trust God and say, I'm this part of me is not as important as the part of me that puts self aside. And which, which was a great quote, by the way, I'll, I'll leave that with where it says humility is not thinking less of yourself, but thinking Feeling of yourself less, less, which yeah. I thought was Right. That was perfect. Well, as we wrap up, I wanted to just leave you with this, that each week we provide a list of takeaways here at the Hospital Church. For further study on the message and topic that we're looking at that week, you can find those by picking up a copy immediately following each service, if you're here in-house, or by searching for the hashtag FHC Takeaways on social media. You can also find them in the sermon notes on the website in the archives. This week, I particularly like takeaway number three, which was question was, what have you found to be the most effective way or ways to strengthen your faith and focus on Jesus? We would love to hear what your responses mm. are to that. So if you would take a moment and send us an email at podcast at hospitalchurch.org, Twitter at Florida HC, and you can use the hashtag FHC podcast and we'll get that. We'd be love to, I'd love to read those uh, next week during the podcast and just uh, kind of give you an idea of what your fellow hospital church family is thinking. And uh, just final one more time, if you missed Randy's message, go back and check it out, hospitalchurch.org. If you click on sermons and then archives, it'll take you right there. You can see the notes. 
and uh, and watch that sermon. Next week is number six of our Unfinished series and final installment, and we'll be with our very own John Monday bringing the message. So yeah. hopefully uh, we've already talked to him, and I'm sure he'll be here with us next week. So we want to make sure that you're there for that. So uh, planning on joining us in person, 9.30 and 12. If you're here locally, you can catch us, hospitalchurch.org for the live stream. If you would want to catch us at those same times, all Eastern Standard. And uh, also come back next week to uh, check out the podcast for episode 12. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next week.